lift every voice, not just a few voices, not just the voices that can sing as beautifully as Cassandra. Lift every voice and sing. Live every voice and sing a song of justice, a song of hope, a song of life, a song of vision. Lift every voice. That's the message not only of the song you just heard, it's also the message of Scripture today, which is also the message of the life of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. and Paul had more in common than might meet the surface. Both of them believed in a people called by God, living their best. A people called by God, living that deep inner truth. A people gifted by God to do God's work. It was Paul's dream and Dr. King's dream that all the walls separating people from each other would be taken down. Why? Because every person is a gift and every person reveals God. And when you build walls between people, you are hiding God. You are holding God back. That song, Lift Every Voice and Sing, is about lifting the truth of who God is as revealed through us and the abilities given to us by God. The whole message can be summarized in two words. You matter. That's all you have to remember in today's scripture. You matter. The fingerprints of God are all over you. You reveal God. I love this scripture and came across a translation of this scripture that is absolutely wonderful. I'd like us to hear this in a little different translation. This is from the message. God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God is behind it all. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Did you catch that last line? Each person is given something to do that reveals who God is. What does that say about us? It says that we all have been given the power to reveal God through our thoughts, our words, and our action. We reveal who God is. And these gifts, they're not so much passed down by our parents through our training. These gifts, they're not something we learn necessarily. These gifts, as the scripture says, originate in the spirit of God. What that means is we carry within us a spiritual explosiveness that could change the world. 
We reveal God through the gifts that God has given us. And that's why it's so important to live our gifts. In living our gifts, we will create lives that matter, which will create a church that matters. God's gifts are revealed through us. In other words, there is something about God I will only learn or see when you exercise your gifts. When you boldly stand up as God's creation to live the best that's inside of you. Do you catch the spiritual impact of this? The power of this? God has done something amazing through each one of us. And our call is to simply be courageous enough to release it. Why do we hesitate? Well, sometimes we may feel that our voice just isn't good enough to lift. Or maybe we feel that what we're doing is not of that great a value. We might say, I'm just an usher. I'm just a greeter. There is no such thing as just an usher or just a greeter. You might say, I don't do a whole lot except just kind of come to church and I might even be a pew sitter. There is no such thing as a pew sitter. God has put too much in us to simply be pew setters or ushers or greeters. The church reveals who God is when the church is acting at its best. Unfortunately, through the the centuries, the church at times has sent mixed messages. At times, the church has sent the message, in order to be a part of us, you need to live up to our standards. What does that say about God? It sends a mixed message about who God is. One church came face to face with this reality. It was a church in Youngstown, Ohio. This is a true story. It was a large church that was located in a changing neighborhood. As the neighborhood changed, the crime rate went up. So there ended up being a lot of conversations in church about security, about protecting themselves. Now, the congregation didn't quite realize it yet, but they were already sending a subtle message out with that kind of conversation. They were sending out a message of fear rather than love. They were sending out a message of protectionism rather than expansion. Well, it all came to a head when despite all their security measures and their locked, message, and their locked windows and their alarm systems and the one door that was left unlocked during the day near the reception desk, despite all of this, there was a break-in. And the leaders of the church said, okay, we need to cut this problem off at the pass. We need to send a message to the community that this is one church that will not tolerate crime. We must find out who broke in, who did this, and we must prosecute them. We must press charges. We need to send a message to our community. So they talked to the police department. They made made sure that the police department followed up on the case. And sure enough, the perpetrator of the crime was captured. It was a 12-year-old boy. Okay, that brought the issue even more to the surface. The leaders of the church noticed the age of the young man, but they said, you know, the youth of this community need to know that crime will not be accepted 
We must hold the children of our community accountable. We need to press charges, even though he's only 12 years old. Now, the congregation was was going along with all these voices, but there was one woman in the congregation who said, how we respond to this is going to say what kind of church we are. And the kind of church we are reveals the kind of God we believe in. Maybe we need to find another solution to this problem. She convinced the church staff and the leadership to give her a few days to come up with another option. That next Sunday at her Sunday school class, she talked about how this 12-year-old boy had come from a home with a single parent, a parent working two jobs who wasn't able to give him the attention and the time he needed. She talked about how this break-in was really a cry for attention. She gave that class a challenge to join together to raise enough funds to enroll him in a YMCA program during the day that would help him grow. Rather than pressing charges against him, why not see this as an opportunity to open his life? That Sunday school class underwrote his registration. And today, that young man and his family is a member of a church that has learned to redefine itself as a place where love is greater than fear. That one woman decided to lift her voice for justice and for love and for revealing who God really is. And it made a life-changing difference. She could have decided that the voices in the church were too strong. She could have been afraid to share her wisdom. But instead, she exercised her inner wisdom, and that revealed God. We all are called to lift our voices to do God's work. Why? Because we matter. Our community matters. God is revealed through us. We all are a part of the work that God is seeking to do. We need some to answer the call to do something that will show who God is. Every gift matters. If any one of us holds back, then the work of God is held back. What we do for God really matters. Maybe you're an usher. And maybe you're saying, I want to do God's work, but I'm just an usher. That's not much. Well, no one is just an usher. No one is just an usher. You are doing the powerful work of God. It reminds me of a parable of some stonecutters in the 14th century. They were working to build a great cathedral. One of them was asked, what are you doing? And his response was, I am turning stone into blocks. I've done it all my life, and I'll do it the rest of my life. I will cut stones into blocks until the day I die. Mm -hmm. 
The next stone cutter was asked the same question. What are you doing? And that stone cutter replied, I am cutting stones into blocks. I've been doing it all my life, and I will do it until the day I die. But I'm feeding my family, and I love my family, and I'm providing clothes for my children. So yes, I'm cutting stones into blocks, but I'm loving my family, and I will love my family until the day I die. Third stone cutter asked the same question. That stonecutter replied, I am cutting stones into blocks. I've been doing it all my life, and I will do it until the day I die. But these blocks, these blocks are for a great cathedral. And in this cathedral, people will come to worship. And in this cathedral, people will find God, and God will be revealed. For thousands and thousands of years, people will come to this place to worship God. So I am glorifying God as I cut these stones. Yes, I am turning stones into blocks, and I will do it until the day I die. But until the day I die and beyond, God will be glorified. A stone cutter is not just a stone cutter. And an usher is not just an usher. An usher is one who during our worship service points people to this table. A table where lives are restored and souls are fed. An usher is not just an usher. A greeter is not just a greeter because one who greets is greeting people into the house and home of God, saying, you matter. Welcome to this place. Welcome to your new home. Welcome to your new life. An usher is not just an usher, and a greeter is not just a greeter. The Sunday school teacher is not just a Sunday school teacher. You're teaching principles that will give our children faith and hope for the future. You are helping to create lives that matter, that will create a church that matters, that will create a community that matters. An usher is not just an usher. A greeter is not just a greeter. A teacher is not just a teacher. We are doing the work of God and revealing God through our gifts. We are spiritual dynamite, sharing the explosive word and work of God a work of wonder and grace. Oh, an usher is not just an usher. A greeter is not just a greeter. A teacher is not just a teacher. You are saving lives, strengthening lives, transforming lives, giving hope. That's the work of God, teaching us to sing, lifting every voice to God's glory. Who are we? (laughs) We are God's hands, God's feet, God's heart and how powerful is that you matter if you're comfortable take the hand of someone nearby as we go to our God in prayer God of grace and love and glory you have called us to live lives that transform our community for you Give us renewed grace and renewed capacity to do your work. 
to reveal who you are through our words and thoughts and actions. Help us to walk with you as you walk with us to that place of deeper truth and truer life. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on us as individuals. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on this your church. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on your world. And hear the prayers of your people who pray. Amen.